Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 23rd of January, the 23rd day of 2023, with 342 bountiful days leading us to 2024. Poet Rachel Menes tells us, In the Torah, our ancestors always make the same mistake. They think each story begins and ends with them. Heavenward this morning, a few hours before dawn, high to the south, the brightest star, Sirius, the dog star, in the constellation Canis Major, the greater dog, will help us find the little beehive cluster, also known as the M41 star cluster. Besides being so bright, Sirius is also highlighted by Orion's belt, three stars in a short straight row in the constellation Orion the Hunter. On that lead, then, we might think of them as at least a three-dog night. Today in 1571, Queen Elizabeth I opened the Royal Exchange in London. Today in 1849, graduating from New York's Geneva Medical School College, Elizabeth Blackwell became the first woman in the U.S. to earn a medical degree. Today in 1943, Duke Ellington played at Carnegie Hall in New York City for the first time. Today, those of us who were coming of age in the U.S. at the time will remember the beginnings of the British invasion when Capitol Records released the album Meet the Beatles. Today in 1973, U.S. President Richard Nixon announced an accord had been reached to end the Vietnam War. Today in 1993, Nancy Kerrigan won the U.S. Female Figure Skating Championship, and today in 1998, Pope Paul II condemned the U.S. long-standing embargo against Cuba. This past week in my own little corner of the universe, I found two laws to be especially demonstrable, though I was trying really hard not to provide evidence for either. The first is Murphy's Law, which many folks are familiar with. Fundamentally, in shorthand, anything that can go wrong will. And the second is O'Toole's Corollary, which more than a few listeners know about, too, saying that Murphy was an optimist. As we're fully aware of this time of year, sometimes things seem to easily snowball. Take computer technology, for example, when one is hoping, perhaps even trusting, that things will proceed smoothly, but then Murphy's Law and O'Toole's Corollary remind us not to be so naive. Soon enough, nothing is proceeding smoothly, and it's time to simply take a break before something gets broken, either accidentally or intentionally. Meanwhile, drawing a bead on the national COVID picture, the New York Times observes this past week, on the East Coast, cases and hospitalizations are rising notably, with the nation's daily average of reported cases this past week near 51,000, and the daily average of deaths, 498, meaning at least 3,486 people died this past week from COVID in the U.S., not a big number perhaps, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID, or perhaps think of it this way, every two and a half minutes last week someone died from COVID. Sound like the pandemic's over? Moreover, here in Orono, spring semester classes began this past week, and my girlfriend and I are already receiving emails from some of our students who have tested positive for COVID the past several days. 
Unfortunately, the University of Maine administration continues lately to approach the question of COVID on campus ambivalently, stating in its official pronouncements that masks are welcome, but required only at the individual professor's request. So many classes have enrollments that are totally unmasked, and some have enrollments that are required to wear masks. Guess which ones contribute more to the increasingly transmittable variants COVID is gracing us with in 2023? To date, the country has had 103 million cumulative reported cases of COVID since the first reported instances of the disease on January 21, 2020. Ultimately, the U.S. continues to be the world's leader in COVID, proving we are the most hospitable people to the virus, engendering 16% of the world's 669 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. 4 million of the world's 669 million reported cases were recorded this past week. Elsewhere on the planet, major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places in cumulative numbers of infection. At the moment, respectively, India, France, Germany, Brazil, Japan, and South Korea. On the fatal front globally, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at 6.8 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.2 million. Worldwide, more than 13.3 billion doses of vaccine have been administered, but remember only 68% of all Americans are vaccinated, and only half of those vaccinated have had a minimum of one booster shot since. Today in 1899 in New York City, Humphrey DeForest Bogart was born to Dr. Belmont DeForest Bogart, one of the city's foremost internists, and Maude Humphrey, a successful portrait artist who once used young Humphrey as a model for a baby food ad. Humphrey was enrolled by his father in Phillips Academy in Andover, Massachusetts, and was planning for his son to eventually attend Yale Medical School. But Humphrey wasn't the studious type and instead left school and enlisted in the U.S. Navy during World War I. Though he saw little action, but nonetheless acquired both a love for the sea and a scarred lip, the latter becoming the source of many various legends and the principal contributor to his trademark lisp and subtle sneer. When Humphrey left the Navy in 1919, a friend helped Bogart obtain a job as a stage manager for a Broadway production office, prompting him to decide that the money was to be made in front of the audience, not behind a desk. And in 1922, he appeared in the play Swiftly, which garnered him the first of several bad reviews until 1925, when he appeared with Mary Bolin in the successful Cradle Snatchers, which led to a film contract. Real triumph for Bogart, however, wouldn't occur until the late 1930s and early 1940s. Today is also the birthday in 1737 of the American merchant and statesman who was the first to sign the Declaration of Independence, John Hancock, a French author of Le Rouge et le Noir, The Red and the Black, Stendhal, a French Impressionist painter, Edouard Manet, in 1855 of American weapons manufacturer, John Moses Browning, in 1898, of American actor Randolph Scott, in 1900 of American actress Mary Phillips, in 1918 of Nobel Prize winning American biochemist and drug researcher Gertrude B. Elion, 
1919 of American comedian Ernie Kovacs, in 1939 of Irish rock and jazz saxophonist, flutist, and keyboard player Ray Elliott, in 1944 of Dutch actor Rutger Hauer, in 1948 of American pop and R&B singer Anita Pointer, in 1951 of American pilot who successfully landed U.S. Airways Flight 1549 in the Hudson River, Chesley Sullenberger, and in 1964 of American actress Mariska Hargitay. For more on Amin, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the sixth week of winter, to the fourth week of the new year, and the adventures of the new moon.